Welcome to Om Logistics with Air Cargo World. Hi, my name is Kathy Robertson, and I am a contributor. Uh, I write a twice a week column for Air Cargo World. And with me today is Craig Strickland of Box C. Hi, Craig. How you doing? Great, Kathy. How are you? And thank you for the uh, invitation. Oh, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. So let's go ahead and jump in here. So if you could tell the audience a little bit about who is Box C and a little bit about yourself as well, if you don't mind. Sure. Be glad to. I'll uh, start off with myself. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Craig Strickland. I'm the uh, Chief Sales Officer with Box C. I've uh, been with the organization for about uh, three years now, and uh, prior to that, I uh, spent the majority of my career actually with uh, UPS. And uh, from that perspective, I was able to work with a lot of our uh, global clients and customers. And from that transition over to Box C, what we really do, Kathy, is we provide in our e-commerce logistics management platform that really helps our customers increase their revenue through uh, international growth. And what makes us unique uh, from that perspective is, as opposed to having a reselling of labels and other types of courier services, we're really been founded on an, a single API, and that really helps incorporate our customers' processes and their business models to more closely align their end customers and their supply chains with e-commerce and small parcel shipping. So with that uh, being said, we have that capability from a, a company and a support perspective to really help our clients uh, leverage that uh, existing infrastructure that they have for different components or all of their, uh, their global e-commerce small package supply chain to uh, move those uh, shipments and volumes worldwide. So that would be uh, kind of a summary for us in a nutshell for Boxy. Okay, so let me back up here for just a second. You said you were with UPS prior to Boxy? That is correct. I was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was too. Um, I was on the supply chain side. How about you? A uh, little bit of both. I was uh, spent most of my career actually with a uh, small package, uh, you know, the, the uh, UPS Brown organization, but I also did spend time uh, with uh, Supply Chain Solutions uh, at the corporate office in Alpharetta and a couple different uh, districts around the country. Oh, wow. Talk about a small world. Well, that's a really cool. So you really got into um, probably a lot of the e-commerce uh, involved with e-commerce strategy and such while you were at UPS. Um, so I tell you what, if you don't mind, let's let's talk about e-commerce, the market here, uh, in particular cross-border trade. Um, okay. And I think that's where Box C plays a good bit in, am I correct? Yeah, it, it sure does. And from a, a border trade uh, perspective, especially with international cross-border movements, what we've really seen uh, recently, and of course the pandemic really super accelerated a lot of that, uh, that business and that growth across the supply chain for many, many customers uh, worldwide. What we have encountered, especially in our growth with the organization and also previously, um, with my engagement with UPS was just the shift from a traditional B2B model for a lot of the retailers and other type of logistics providers into more of a B2C type scenario. And from that perspective, where a lot of the customers and clients have aligned to is trying to find that kind of that sweet spot or that balance 
where they can increase their business and increase their, their revenue utilizing those channels for customer movements and shipments that allows them to provide very solid time in transit, yet keep costs reasonable, especially with the, with the international markets and movement for those packages and goods. So that's been kind of an overriding situation that was accelerated tremendously, as we all know, with, um, with COVID and the, the effect that that had with people in and not being able to get out. That has changed, of course, within this last year. But that's really been the driving, uh, I'll call it, uh, impetus that we've seen with the, um, with the worldwide economy and supply chain in general. So looking out in the next few months into next year, um, do you expect e-commerce cross-border to, to be strong or about the same or what? Yeah. And what we've seen in terms of historically, just with clients so far this year, and it's been uh, supported by a lot of the, uh, the analysts and, and uh, I'll guess the contributors that are around the, the industry, is we are seeing growth for sure. Uh, it has slowed a little bit this year compared to, of course, to just the tremendous growth we saw in 2021 and 2020. But I think that model, and I believe that model is here to stay, meaning that that significant portion of a lot of our clients' business being a B2C model where a lot of the end users have become more comfortable with that experience, the stability of that uh, of those deliveries and those movements for small package shipments has been uh, much, I guess, more embraced from a, um, a receptivity perspective. And because of that, I believe that will be with us for many years to come. And just looking at some of the information that I've been able to see, uh, there's still a, a double-digit growth that we're anticipating through the remainder of this decade. Some, uh, some analysts have said that it's in the, in the range of over 20, 23%, 24% you know, compounded annually. And it's a multi-billion, close to trillion-dollar market we're anticipating by the end of the year for uh, different movements globally for e-commerce and uh, those type of movements. So definitely see significant growth, uh, maybe a little bit uh, slower than it may have been last year, but it's here with us, I think, permanently in conjunction with uh, customers' current uh, supply chains. Wow. Okay. So uh, what trade line do you see as a, as probably one of the fast fastest growing or biggest? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say from a growth perspective, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of segue Kathy over to what we see as a dominant lane, which would be China export to global markets worldwide. And of course, as we all know, China is the, the world's factory still for many, many, many thousands, if not millions of different products across the entire global customer base. And that is still definitely increasing to the industrialized world. And for, uh, I would call, first level or first tier countries, whether it be the US, Canada, Australia, uh, all of the EU, as well as, as, as well as the UK. But I would say from a growth perspective, we're actually seeing significant growth and opportunity in LATAM. Uh, a lot of those countries either are looking to try to become more B2C or e-commerce friendly, so to speak. And as a result of that, it's opening up doors for a lot of customers and their customer base in those countries to be able to start receiving and having a more seamless uh, delivery and shipping experience for, for their clients. Hmm. 
Okay. So with this cross-border trade, I mean, air uh, is utilized probably the most uh, just because of speed. And we all know what happened back in 2020. I mean, the air market lost 50% of its capacity. Have y'all had, how successful, let, let, let me rephrase this, how successful have y'all been in um, obtaining the needed capacity uh, when it comes to air? Yeah, and from that perspective, that it, and I think you nailed it right, right there directly, Kathy, which is that capacity has been a significant issue early part of the pandemic. We're very fortunate from a box E perspective that we're able to utilize a lot of different carriers, BSAs, and lift capability. So as certain markets and certain, and what I mean by markets is, for example, gateways and different origins would shift, we've been able to create and provide that uh, space and that lift for our client base worldwide. Now, with that being said, a lot of that, as we're all aware of, we had tremendous surges and upticks and uh, in per kilo rates, especially towards the middle of the tail end of last year in 21, that has definitely moderated now as the overall economy, and I'll call it by economy, I mean global air traffic, whether it be dedicated air cargo, hence the, the topic for today, as well as you know passenger belly space and lift has been able to be increased. So that has become definitely easier to obtain this year, but we've been able to maintain that capability just based on our long-term relationships we've had with our partners and uh, providers um, worldwide. Oh, that's good. So, all right, let me switch it up here a bit again. And we are heading into the holiday peak season. Uh, Well, in fact, I guess, according to some, I believe, uh, FedEx has already implemented some of their peak season surcharges for the holiday season, which is probably about the earliest that they've done that. But anyway, um, so again, I hope you still have your crystal ball out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the outlook for this holiday yes. season, what, what do you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Yeah. And, uh, from, from that perspective, it really is going to be a different, I think, peak season and holiday season for all of us within the industry, our partners, other companies, and ultimately the consumers and the, the retailers that are operating in that environment. I see from what I have not only been receiving from our engagement with our current client base, but also around the industry, a much smoother and I believe a stronger peak season from a, I'll call it a smoothness perspective. Based on uh, the stability of the global supply chain, as we just alluded to in the, the conversation about the uh, the capacity and the lift, much more improved than last year, which is providing a great foundation and floor, so to speak, for those type of movements and capability. And as a result, a lot of the retailers, because of the the impacts and the issues from last year, got ahead of the inventory and the forward staging of that volume, whether it be in orders and or actual movement of goods earlier this year. And that's actually created a little bit of a whipsaw where a lot of that inventory for some sectors of the retail environment have actually had an overage of inventory, which is I think gonna create some additional discounting and some other type of incentives, whether it be free shipping or other capability, for consumers. So I think from a consumer's perspective and in consumer result, it's going to be a very favorable year. Now, that has to be balanced, of course, as we're all aware of with the current inflationary cycle we're seeing across the global economy 
and how that affects actual in consumer spending. But overall, even I think mitigated by those impact of the uh, the peak season surcharges, as you mentioned with FedEx, which was very early to, to your point there, Kathy. And as we also know, USPS has already submitted theirs for approval by the Postal Board of Governors. And also UPS will be following uh, with their additional information. Like they've already communicated that uh, to some extent. Uh, we'll see that go forward. But I think overall, if I have to kind of project out from what we're seeing, a stronger, more stable environment, time and transits, I think, look to be more seamless and smooth compared to last year with much volatility. And I think a lot of the client and customer base has gotten ahead of that cycle this year, especially compared to all the volatility that uh, we saw last year in 21. Yeah. So do you, would you say perhaps that this is more of a normalized looking holiday season or one that we can probably expect moving forward? Yeah, I, I would. I like the way normal, like the way that you mentioned normalizing. I think it's going to become more normal. Definitely not, I think, pre-pandemic yet. I think there's still major kinks in the supply chain globally, especially with China's production, the rolling COVID closures based on their, um, their requirements and, and having customers and businesses operate there. But I think from a normalcy uh, uh, angle and, and direction, I definitely see things becoming calmer, if, it, if I could use that word, as a way for clients and customers to again, move volume and business for the season ahead of ahead of the the traditional Q4 big push that we have, especially as capacity and um, demand, uh, especially coming from uh, Asia and some of the global origins that are outside the US here as an example, continue to um, show some uh, some resistance. I like your word calmer. I like that. I think I think that um, is a great description um, for what we're hopefully going to experience. Yes, now all of us. Yeah. Now that we've um, hopefully we've come to um, a, um, an agreement between the rail workers and and the railroads. So now all we've got to do is get the ILW to come to agree, uh, which which is the, the port workers on the U.S. West Coast. And then we should be, fingers crossed here, um, fairly okay without any more um, disruptions to the supply chains. But, um, okay, so looking out into uh, 2023, 2024, where do you see Box C at? From our perspective, we're looking really to to be aligned as a as I mentioned that e-commerce logistics platform solution that really helps incorporate customers' ability to solve their unique needs within the supply chain uh, from a um, a more configured perspective, and not to say that there's not great solutions in place because there are from many different players in the market. But sometimes it becomes a one-size-fits-all, as you're, as you're aware of, Kathy, mm -hmm. from that perspective. And where we feel that we've got that capability is with the use of the single API and allowing customers, in some cases, for example, an air cargo provider or an airline, they stick to their core competency or their specialty, such as 
the normal regular schedule plaques that they have and the infrastructure for the middle mile or the uh, the mainline part of the uh, the transaction or the supply chain, but they may have a weakness that they need for e-commerce movement and development. That's where we really have seen great uh, upswing and great success in helping customers configure those areas of cost improvement or in a lot of cases where they need to look at a better customer experience by utilizing the platform for those types of uh, capabilities. So it allows them, whether it be an SMB from a smaller customer perspective, or even a lot of our enterprise accounts to really tailor that solution for them for their e-commerce needs uh, globally. And I I think the one thing that really strikes me is, is a, is a great differentiator, uh, but you know, for Boxy is that API capability. I I think that is really key um towards and and I'm sure it attracts a lot of of customers um to y'all um so we're running short on time here so Craig any mm-hmm. last remarks I would say from my perspective uh just again I think the calmness of the market compared to last year I think is going to be a great boost and a bolster to the global supply chain from that perspective, you know, the ability for a lot of the, the clients and the, the participants that are on the Air Cargo World platform to see from an Air Cargo market perspective where those solutions can be in place as they look to expand their businesses. That's another portion of our relationship we have where airlines and freight forwarders have that ability to look at e-commerce as a way to increase their their revenues, utilize their existing assets and provide that capability. And I think from just looking at that way to help clients become more successful, especially in the the rough waters that we're all navigating here together within our industry, within supply chain and logistics as we go into 23, will be a tremendous, I think, asset for, um, for a lot of companies that we're not only working with, but also just the fact that all of us, I think, across the industry are having to move so much more quickly because of all the nuances and the changes. And I think there are, are there, there are in essence, uh, blue skies on the horizon, so to speak, as we move into next year and into uh, 24. I think what you say is absolutely spot on. Um, and I like the idea that you, you also work with the airlines as well, because so many of them are looking towards e-commerce as a means for additional cargo revenue. And I know that was a struggle before the pandemic occurred. And I think there is still quite a bit of, um, of interest there. Yes. So, so um, with that, Craig, I want to thank you so much for you taking time to chat with me uh, today. And to our audience, uh, thank you for listening in. And for more information, please check out aircargoworld.com. And Craig, what is Boxy website? It is just like it sounds, boxy.com. And we look forward to uh, having further discussions with uh, new opportunities and clients. And we, we and just to close out to uh, Kathy, would like to wish everyone not only just a uh, stay well and a, a safe and healthy remainder of peak season, but also just a great and successful business uh, relationship for uh, the industries we go into the peak season here in 22 and beyond. Thanks again for the time, I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig.